over the last few weeks. I think it's fair to say that many of us have attended carol services, singing songs and hymns of praise and thanksgiving. Joy to the world comes to mind. I want to ask you, as you think on the good news of the the Advent, the Incarnation of Christ, what has been your true response, the response of your heart? You may have sung the words with your lips. Did you sing them from your heart? Do you think about the fact of the birth of Jesus? Does it come to you with a a freshness, a sense of awe and wonder at what God has done? Stepping into time to live amongst people like us, to walk the dusty streets To be misunderstood, reviled and persecuted. Do you have in mind the purpose for which he came and what he accomplished? Do you have your heart filled with a sense of awe and reverence? In Luke chapter 2, the verses which we read a few minutes ago, we find that the baby Jesus has been brought to the temple by his parents. We should note that Joseph, though not his biological father, was indeed his legal father. They had, verse 22, come to the temple to fulfill the law by offering all the required sacrifices after the birth of a baby, a boy. They were faithful parents, dutiful in their obligations. When they came to the temple, and when we read about their coming to the temple, we would expect perhaps, that the priests would have been the centre of what happened there. The priests that met them, the priests that offered up those sacrifices. The priests are not mentioned. Indeed, I think it's true to say that the only faithful priest we read of in the Gospel is Zacharias, John the Baptist's father. But his term of service had long ended. Instead of the priests, we are introduced to Simeon and Anna. For a few minutes, I want us to think about Simeon and to seek to learn something from his response to the birth of Jesus Christ. And his meeting with that baby. 
We note first of all that Simeon was a man of faith. You see there in verse 25, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. A man. He was just an ordinary man. There's nothing special to say about him from this world's point of view. He's, he's not a priest. He's not a political leader. There's nothing important about him. Indeed, he was rather like the carpenter from Nazareth in that respect. Or how about the shepherds on the hillside who were watching their sheep? The good news of the birth of Christ was brought to ordinary people like these. And I would suggest that we who are gathered here this day are just ordinary folk in so many respects. Ordinary folk, but gathered in the name of Christ Jesus. Simeon was an ordinary man. But he met the baby Jesus. And not only did he meet him, but he reached out and took hold of him. As the Holy Spirit led him. (coughs) Simeon is described as just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. This is why I say that he was a man of faith. In God's sight, he was righteous. In God's sight, he was righteous. In spite of the fact But we are all sinners. For in Adam all die. In Adam we are all guilty. Because he is our federal head. But we read of Abraham, Genesis 15 verse 6. And Abraham believed in the Lord and he counted it. He counted it to him for righteousness. So, it was that James, in quoting this, adds James chapter 2 verse 23, and he was called the friend of God. Abraham was a sinner who by faith was counted righteous. He had the righteousness of God imputed unto him. The word devout here speaks of the care with which he lived. We can think of his religious observances. We can think of his daily life. He lived his life as unto the Lord. His life 
was different from the routine. His life was focused on the Lord and His Word. He lived His life in the light of the promises which God had given. For we read that He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. The long promised salvation. The long promised deliverer. The one who would come and bring comfort to his people. Simeon had heard the word. His heart was filled with faith. And that faith was seen in the way in which he lived. We are, as James 1 verse 22 says, we are to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Simeon is a great example to us in this. Simeon was waiting for God to fulfill his promises. He knew with assurance that God's word was true and his word would be kept. Think of the promise given through Jacob, Genesis 49 verse 10, where Jacob spoke of the scepter not departing from Judah until Shiloh comes. Simeon had the many promises in what we know of as the Old Testament. But he also had a special revelation from the Holy Spirit which made it very personal to him. The Holy Spirit was upon him. It was a very personal promise that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. We're not told how old Simeon was. I wouldn't like to speculate, but I would draw the inference that he was a man of mature years, but not notably old like Anna was. We see that Simeon, verse 27, was led by the Spirit into the temple. Into the temple, the place which was built in the midst of the people for the Lord to dwell amidst his people. Simeon was led especially to come to the right place at the right time, to, re- to meet the right person. He came to meet an unlikely person. He came to meet a baby. There's nothing special to look at with that baby. There was no warm glow radiating from the baby Jesus. There was no crowd of angels. No kingly robes. No royal God. 
just a baby brought to the temple by his parents to offer that sacrifice. But notice it was the sacrifice of those who were poor. Just turtle doves or two young pigeons, verse 24. There was provision for those of every means to come and offer the sacrifice at that temple. But there was nothing outstanding to look at Jesus. It was of the Holy Spirit that he was brought to to see Jesus. And it was of the Holy Spirit that he knew who Jesus was. Each of us needs that work of the Holy Spirit to open our eyes. To see the wonder of Christ. To see the glory of who he is and what he has done. We need to be born again of the Holy Spirit. Simeon was moved to reach out and take Jesus into his arms. This was a great and friendly welcome to Jesus and to his parents. I think fair to say it was rather different from the welcome they were expecting. Do we welcome Jesus? Do we embrace him? Do we seek, as it were, to hold him close? Acknowledging who he is. Simeon was a man of faith, greatly blessed of the Lord in a day of darkness. A day in which The religious leaders, the priests in that temple were not interested in the promise of the coming of the consolation of the Lord. We see that so clearly when uh, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem and inquired of where he that was born king of the Jews would be found those who were called to advise and inform knew the prophecy but they ignored the prophecy they ignored the news the wise men went on their way alone it was a day of darkness it was a day in which Caesar Augustus in faraway Rome could order people about for the purposes of collecting taxes Oh, it was a day when the ruler in Jerusalem could order that the infants in the area around Bethlehem could be killed. That is whim. There were dark days. I suggest they're not that much different from our own day. When you think about it. Our politicians think they are doing right when they pass laws to bring in evil things. The killing of babies in the womb for convenience. 
the laws proposed on so-called assisted dying, just to name two amongst many. We should not be surprised that the leaders of this world have no time for God's word and seek to do that which is contrary to it. But we have the good news like Simeon had. God has entered his creation. There is the good news of peace and reconciliation through his finished work on the cross. And amidst the darkness, amidst the darkness, the Lord has his remnant still. Think about Elijah. Remember the time that Elijah despaired? Read about it in First Kings chapter 19. What did he say? Remember, this is Elijah. The Elijah who was a man of strong testimony and witness. He'd ridiculed the prophets of Baal. But hear him. First Kings 19 verse 14. I only am left and they seek my life to take it away. But Elijah was wrong. As the Lord told him, verse 18. Yet I have left me 7,000, 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. Elijah was not alone. The Lord had his remnant, and the remnant was larger than Elijah realized. So it is in our day. The Lord still has his people. Christ is building his church. He has people of faith. There may be times when you feel very much alone. A lonely follower of Jesus. However, remember Elijah. Remember Simeon. Especially remember Simeon. He was just an ordinary man there in Jerusalem. But so greatly blessed in meeting the Lord. The Lord has his faithful remnant even amidst the apostasy in the temple of Jerusalem. Secondly, let us notice that Simeon blessed God. He was holding the baby Jesus in his arms. And by the Holy Spirit he was conscious of the great blessing which was his. And his heart burst forth with praise. We read there in verse 28. Then took he him up in his arms and blessed God. And blessed God. This was a uniquely special experience for Simeon. We don't get to hold the baby Jesus. 
We don't get to walk with them on the Emmaus Road. But we do get to meet him in the pages of scriptures. We do, by the Holy Spirit, get to have fellowship and communion with him day by day. Do our hearts rejoice? Do our mouths bless God for this amazing privilege of grace which is ours? I do hope that we do. I do hope that we do. Unlike Simeon, we have not been waiting for the baby to be born. We have the complete, the full record in God's Word. The testimony of His life, His teaching, His miracles. His promises, His warnings, the good news, the salvation full and free. We can read about His death on the cross as the Good Shepherd laid down His life for the sheep. We can read about the wonder of His resurrection. We can hear the promise of His coming again to receive His own unto himself dear friends think about the wonder of sins forgiven of the righteousness of Christ applied to your account clothed in the righteousness of Christ these great truths bring a sense of peace to our hearts and I hope and pray that they bring words of joy and praise to our lips we have wonderful good news we have a wonderful saviour we have a God who is full of grace stop and think for a moment of the wonder of the incarnation In John chapter 17, in his great high priestly prayer, the Lord Jesus speaks in verse 5 of the glory which he had with the Father. The the glory he had with his Father. And then he was born of a woman. Then he was a babe held in the arms of Simeon. An ordinary, sinful man like you and I. What amazing condescension is this? What it cost him? What it cost him to bring redemption to his people? It was the path of humiliation. It was the path of suffering. He was obedient. Obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Dear friends, do we talk about the great and glorious things of the Lord? Do we talk about the things we should praise the Lord for? 
I'm thinking not so much of when we're gathered together in a meeting. I'm thinking about the daily tasks of life. What do we read in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 7? We're told there that we are to talk of the things of the Lord when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. That's all the time. Every available opportunity we should bring each and every aspect of life under the light of God's word and wonderful truth and speak of what the Lord has done for us. Speak of the grace and the mercy and the glory of God in the person of Christ. Does your heart rejoice in his goodness and mercy? Do your lips speak words of praise? Each day? At different times of the day? Parents have a special responsibility to speak often with their children. Yes, times of devotion are very important. I underline that, it's true. But times when you're doing other things, speak oft of the Lord and His great blessings and mercies. Speak of His truth, speak of His law, speak of His gospel. This is what it means to bring up, to train up a child in a way that he should go. This is what young people don't get from our society. Our society trains up children, but it trains them up in total ignorance of the wonderful grace and mercy and truth of God. You don't go to school to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't go to school to learn about the law of God and how pure and perfect it is and how it is an expression of love and truth. That's sad, of course, that's sad. But if you're a parent, that's your responsibility. We should take it seriously. We're not sufficient for these things, I know it. But if you come to the Lord, come boldly to the throne of grace, He will give you grace and mercy to help in that time of need. Enable you to be a wise witness in your family, in your home, in your work. Simeon was a man of faith. Simeon was a man who blessed God. Thirdly, let us note that Simeon had contentment in being brought to Christ by the Holy Spirit. They had been brought to a sense of fulfillment. There was nothing else which he lacked. He will speak in verse 29, verse 29, Luke chapter 2. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy 
salvation. He had a sense of contentment because he knew that God's word, God's gracious promises had been fulfilled for him. His peace with God was fully realized. He had no more waiting. He had true contentment. He came before the Lord with these words where he spoke of how the Lord had prepared this before the face of all people. In verse 31, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. They saw the sovereign outworking of God's plan in what had taken place in the baby that he held in his arms. And he was content. This world doesn't offer contentment. This world promises everything. But it is vanity of vanities at the end of the day. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world? Yet lose his own soul. Not to be deceived. This world promises. But it cannot make good on those promises. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And Simeon had godliness with contentment. He was content in the fulfilled promises of God. He says, verse 30, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. What faith he had been given. As he looked upon, as he held that baby Jesus, he saw God's salvation embodied. He knew that that baby, the baby Jesus, was none other uh, than the long-promised deliverer. Simeon had been very conscious of the need, not for a national deliverer, for Israel not for one who would come in and just change the laws and drive out the enemy he was conscious of the need for one who would come and save his people from their sins one who would come and fulfill all the Old Testament sacrifices which were shadows and types The blood of bulls and goats could never pay the price for sin. That's why they had to be daily and yearly offered afresh. That's why the priest could never sit down in the temple. His work was never finished. But now the perfect sacrifice has been offered. For the Lord Jesus Christ offered himself as that sacrifice. 
we have redemption through his blood. Christ came with his good news to bring light to the Gentiles, to the peoples of the world, to all the peoples of the world, to every tribe and every nation. That's the work of the church today. We shine out the gospel light in the meeting here. That's good. So as it should be. We are to shine out the light in the streets around about, across the island and across the world. That's why we're here. To be witnesses of Jesus Christ. Acts 1 verse 8. Dear friends, Jesus came that baby born would bring division. He was a sign which shall be spoken against, verse 34. He had come for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. Jesus always brings division when God's truth is proclaimed the heart of the natural man rebels against it we don't like being told that we're sinners we don't like being told that we can't save ourselves we don't like being told that we are not autonomous we don't like being told that we're answerable to God, our Creator. We hate it. We prefer to do that which is right in our own eyes, to be our own God. And that's what happened with Adam in the Garden of Eden. And he disobeyed. He was making his own rules. He wasn't trusting God to be telling him the truth. And so he brought death upon us all. But Jesus Christ came. The eternal Son. God incarnate. Came to live that sinless life and go all the way to the cross. To suffer the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. And Simeon says, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. The religious leaders, before Pilate incited the crowd to cry, Crucify him! Crucify him! Where do you stand today? Are you with those religious leaders? Are you with that crowd crying, crucify him, crucify him? I've got no time for Jesus. Or are you with Simeon? Praising God in your heart and with your lips for his wonderful, gracious salvation. Do you prefer 
to hide away in the dark because your deeds are evil or do you enjoy the light of God's grace and mercy dear friend look at yourself in the light of God's law see its perfection no lying no stealing no adultery no coveting examine yourself in its light what can you say Woe is me, for I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. The Apostle Paul said, I am the chief of sinners. Each of us needs to come to that place where we see the need of the Saviour. The need of having our sins forgiven. Of the righteousness of Christ applied to us. I do pray that you would call upon the name of the Lord this day. That you would come in repentance and faith. And look, look not at the babe as Simeon held him. But look at Christ on the cross. Look at Christ who rose from the tomb. He won the victory. He paid the price. He will come again to receive his own unto himself. And today, he is building his church. His glorious good news is shining forth as a light amidst the darkness of this world. He is adding unto the church such as should be saved dear friends let us rejoice with Simeon in the God of glory and what he has done through the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ the eternal son made flesh to save his people from their sins Amen